let's be honest, for most of us, prayer is a weak point in our discipleship to Jesus. If truth be told, many of us don't really enjoy prayer. We feel bad, even guilty about how little we pray. And when we finally do make time to pray, we often don't know what to say or we're so distracted we can't really focus. Yet for Jesus, prayer was absolutely central to life. Just to be clear, Prayer is essentially a back and forth conversation that comes out of a depth of relationship with God, which perhaps goes some way to explaining why prayer was such a huge part of Jesus' life. We read, don't we, how he often withdrew into lonely places and prayed. It's like for Jesus, prayer wasn't a drag. It wasn't a duty. He seems to genuinely enjoy his father's company. I think that's why the disciples on one occasion came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus' answer was the Lord's Prayer, which, as we began to see in the podcasts last week, wasn't so much a liturgy to recite as a template to follow when we pray. Now, if we look a little closer at this prayer, there are three kinds of prayer that Jesus teaches us to use here. If you like, he gives us the critical elements. He gives us the main building blocks that if we learn how to use them, have the potential to transform our prayer life into something completely different from anything we've ever experienced before. First thing you need to do, according to Jesus, you need to start by declaring God's greatness. Jesus says, when you pray, I don't want you starting with you. I want you to start with God who has invited you to call him Father. When you start praying, you, you've found somewhere private where you're not going to be disturbed and you've got a little time to yourself. I want you to pause long enough to recognise who it is you're talking to because when you begin to understand who God is, you get a much greater understanding of who you are. And when you begin to understand the greatness of God, when you pause long enough in your prayers to declare his greatness, hallowed be your name, which means great is your name, holy is your name, to be honoured is your name, to be surrendered to is your name. When you start praying like this, when you don't just rush straight to you, the more time you spend recognising who it is you're talking to, the less concerned you'll be about all those unresolved issues that previously you couldn't wait to ask him to resolve. So just start by thanking God for who he is. God, thank you for being a loving and merciful and kind and patient and compassionate and loving and gracious and generous and faithful father or dad to me. So that's the first part. And then... To fast forward to the third part, which rest assured we'll come back to next week, Jesus encourages us to acknowledge our dependency, acknowledge that we depend on him for everything, whether it's provision or forgiveness or protection. But 
have to wait a bit longer to get to that part because actually it's the second part that we're going to be focusing in on for the remainder of this week. Second thing that Jesus teaches us to do when we pray is surrender our will. Jesus says we're to pray to God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's like there are two kingdoms that are at war on the earth. Darkness, light, Satan, God, death, life, lies, truth, sin, holiness, disobedience, obedience. And this prayer really is an acknowledgement that God is the king of one of these kingdoms. And in his kingdom, there's peace and the oppressed get justice and all the races are reconciled and the hungry get fed and the marginalized get respected and the sick get healed and there's hope and life and joy. And because we love God and because we are citizens of his kingdom, we want to see his kingdom show up more and more here on the earth. We want to see an increase in love and peace and mercy and justice and righteousness and compassion and forgiveness and freedom and hope. And so we work and we pray for God's kingdom to advance here on the earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth here today as it is in heaven, so that your name, Father, would be made much of, so that people would know who you are and they'd get to live a new life as members of your family, the church. All of which sounds great, doesn't it? But I think the challenge comes and the reason why we perhaps find ourselves resisting this at times is because it starts with us praying, your will be done in our lives. You see, most people go to God telling him what to do. God, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Don't get me wrong, it's not a sin to ask God for stuff. But prayer ultimately isn't about making God do something. Prayer is about you and I aligning our will with God's, aligning our lives with God's will and being able to trust him enough to say, at the end of the day, your will be done in me. You may lose your job, you may get cancer, you may struggle, you may suffer, you may be abandoned, you may be betrayed. And when you're in the middle of all of that, of course, it's okay to say, God, please fix it. But you always need to end with, but your will be done. Meaning, God, I will receive whatever it is that you will for my life. Which, you don't need me to tell you, can be incredibly hard to do at times. But think about it. Had Jesus himself not prayed like that, he would never have gone to the cross, never have atoned for our sins, and we'll all end up going to hell. 
So it's a good thing to pray. Your will be done. God, I love you. I trust you. And so if you want something, I accept that. I surrender my will to yours. God, your will be done. And that begins in my life. You see, we can't pray for God to fix the world if we're unwilling for him to work on us. We can't pray for God to bring justice and peace and equality and love to the nations if we're unwilling to have our own lives in alignment with his will. It's like you can't say, God, I want your name to be great if you yourself are dishonouring it. Or God, I want your kingdom to come if you're not living as a citizen of that kingdom. Or God, I want your will to be done if there's still sin and folly and rebellion and evil and hardness of heart and stubbornness in your own life. And then looking ahead to the end of the prayer, you can't say, God, feed me, if you're not willing to feed others and be generous and have a heart for the poor and those in need. You can't say, God, forgive me of my sin, if you're not willing to forgive other people their sin. And you can't say, God, lead me away from temptation and evil if all the time you are leading other people into temptation and evil. Really, the whole point of prayer is that our will would become more and more aligned with God so that we would be more and more caught up in what he's doing. I don't know. Perhaps someone else, somewhere else, is praying for their daily bread and maybe God wants you to give them the bread. Others perhaps have sins that they've committed and they want to be forgiven. Maybe you're the one who's been wronged and you need to forgive them and be part of the answer of their prayer. Maybe there are people who are being led into temptation and evil And just maybe you need to serve them and help them get out. You see, as we pray for God's will to be done, we have this glorious opportunity to be the answer to the prayers of others. Isn't that amazing? Not only does God want us to be like him, he wants us to go to work with him Because it's not just about getting what you want from him, it's about having a relationship with him, knowing him, loving him, trusting him, and over time becoming more and more like him. So that you see what he's doing and you get to extend his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his care, his provision to others. To put it simply, that is what prayer is all about. And so, in closing, just to try and make this a little more practical, why not grab a sheet of paper, write your name in the middle of it, and then surround it with the people, the situations, the places that you want God to move in. Include anything that's been worrying you. Just take some time writing all of that out. And then... Ask God to teach you to pray for his will to be done in each of these situations this week. And perhaps also invite the Holy Spirit to show you how you might partner with God in seeing his will done and his kingdom come 
today.